The Corian Football Club podcast is kindly sponsored by the Lodge Hotel in Corian, famous for food, functions, and friends. Welcome along once again to the Korean FC podcast recording. Um, what are we now in the middle of February? In fact, just after Valentine's Day. So I hope all, everybody listening got their, their cards, their flowers and, and whatever else uh, that they were hoping for on Valentine's Day. Um, probably a good time to say thank you to our sponsors, uh, Korean's Lodge Hotel. I'm sure they had a busy Valentine's Day, but... Just to let you know that the, the hotel does a four-course Sunday, Sunday carvery lunch. Um, so any Sunday or weekend that you don't fancy cooking, uh, why not think about Corian's Lodge Hotel. Uh, four-course carvery served in the Allen Suite uh, between 12.30 and 2.15 every Sunday. So um, gluten-free, vegan and vegetarian options also available, although personally that would not interest me, but that's just me. Anyway, the uh, information should be on the Lodge Hotel's website and everything else, so check it out if you don't fancy cooking any particular weekend. So, without further ado, and not unrelated to Valentine's Day, I'll, I'll welcome my co-host, Johnny McNabb. <laughs> Jonathan, how are we today? Not too bad, Damien. Uh, highlight of my Valentine's Day was... Was another good one for for Rangers last night. So, um, no, nah, listen, um, it's, it's mad. You just mentioned the, the time of the year and everyone, and it just January seems to go so slow, and then after that, just seems so quick. So, yeah, we're in the middle of the month already, which is which is pretty mad, and and yeah, busy time for for Corey, both on and off the pitch, which I'm which I'm sure we will we will discuss. Yeah, funny. Uh, I thought you might just slip in the old Rangers result from uh, from Wednesday night. So you didn't you didn't let me down there in that regard. Um, yeah, as you say, it's um, it has it has been busy, and you know you say about January going and and we're into February, and actually today the fifteenth of February. Um, I'm sure you can remember four years ago what what was happening or what you were doing four years ago on this day. Yeah, it was the League Cup final, nearly certain. And it was Lyndon's birthday as well, so um, I literally just put a post there on the club socials wishing Lyndon a happy birthday. And and any time I remember that, I was always or any time it's Lyndon's birthday, I always remember remember the cup final. So yeah, obviously with Jarvie on last week as well, and and his substitution, I thought maybe changed the game that that day and uh, made us a bit more uh, solid. And and yeah, that crazy crazy game. I think could have been nearly two or three down early doors. Jamie scored and. And then we got a penalty, maybe maybe a soft one, but then second half I thought we were in control after after James scored. So no, yeah, great, great memories. Um couple of painful defeats in the in the final that competition afterwards. But um yeah, you you always try and remember the highs as, as best as you can. Yeah, I put up a, a wee post myself there with some pictures just just for memories and, and funny you mentioned Jarvie being on the podcast last week and a couple of weeks ago we had Jamie on as well <laughs> and Jamie was remembering the League Cup final at, at that final as well but maybe not for the same reasons as Jarvie No, uh, Jamie would have would have fancied himself they, they scored that chance for, for Crusaders at the end but listen um, these things happen in football you have to look through Jamie's highlight reel and the amount of good goals that he scored for, for all the clubs that he's been at so um, listen, I, 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 I always tune into a podcast with Jimmy and Defoe and Troy Dean every week, and 
And that's yeah. the hardest thing in football to do is score goals. So um it's, it's a very easy game they sort of analyze from from the sidelines. So no, um yeah, great, great day four years ago and and here's hoping we can have more more great days like that to celebrate soon. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we'll, we'll see. We're we'll not be no League Cup fan or no Irish Cup final this season, unfortunately, given what's happened. But that being the case, um as you say, it's been a Pretty busy week, a hectic week. I don't know where, where where we could where where would you want to start? Do you want to start with last Saturday's game? Is that where yeah? I suppose we can here we can discuss that. I, I thought I don't know anybody else feels of a chat to a few fans about this. I actually thought we played alright Saturday. I thought we moved the ball well. I seen the stats. I think we had something like 16, 17 shots and made more possession. And yes, look, I know that means nothing. Clavenbol had four shots on target and scored four goals. And, <laughs> So, no, yeah, I think it was a sort of weird game they they judge. I think defensively, we were a little bit soft. Uh, and that, you know, you look at the first goal, even look at a slip. It just that'll happen once in Rory Brown's career. Um, I think the third goal is the one that most annoying because we just get back into the game and it was just a long throw, bang, in the back of the net. So, yeah, I think defensively, um, probably just didn't help us on Saturday in terms of trying to get a result. But, you know, I think the performance wasn't too bad, and it's weird saying that after a four-one defeat, but there was definitely something there to maybe try and try and think, on moving forward. Mm, I think maybe some of them, one of the two managers, I can't remember now, just said that Cliffville were the more clinical, and there's no doubting of that. But hardly surprising, really, when you sort of look at what they have and the way that they've been playing and the confidence that they're playing with. And I think you and I maybe said it at the weekend that they're kind of the way that Cliftonville are at this moment in time are kind of reminiscent of where Korean were in that season that the, the club nearly won the league and nearly did the double. Um, They've got that spirit about them. They've got the confidence that comes from winning games. And clearly on Saturday, when they got their chances, they took them and, you know, Rory Hale, Ronan Hale, Gormley, Wilson, Sam Ashford, with those guys on board, that you give them half a chance and they're going to take it. Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. And even like Ronan Hale anticipates maybe Rory slipping. And, and, and you know, obviously he gets his rewards in terms of being there. They, they, they put the ball in the back of the net. Sam Ashford's goal is just instinct to be there, not get in. Um, the second goal, great finish by the young lad as well. And then the last one, I thought Roy Hill, and I shouldn't say yes, but I thought Roy Hill deserved the goal on Saturday. If, if you're being honest, as just as work rate, I would love to know how much K he ran on, on Saturday, chasing down balls and, and doing other things. So, no, yeah, it does remind me um, of us whenever we were going really well in the league, the fans and all behind it and, and everyone else. And Cliftonville probably just don't have that many injuries. I don't think I know Chris Lowe's been out for a while. and I think Ben Wilson maybe picked up a calf injury, but they don't really have that many injuries. So, um, no, yeah, they've got, got, got a good spine of the team as well with, with Johnny Addis and, and Hale and, and maybe Gormley up front or Ronan Hale, whoever, whoever they want to play up there. So, no, yeah, I think they're going well, um, but they probably just need to start taking maybe scalps of the big teams. I think they've maybe only won once, I think maybe against maybe Lumfield or Lauren and Glenn's maybe something like that or maybe a couple of games. So, they'll probably just need to address that record if but they're less than only three points behind. So um nobody will want to go to nobody will want to go to solitude um between now and, and the end of the season and they're in the Irish Cup as well. So the momentum from that will maybe tie into to into their league form as well. Yeah. And and do you know what they're 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 good to watch too, aren't they? But I mean 
you mentioned in respect of Corey and the, the goals that we can see that obviously the Rory Brown slip and that doesn't help matters. Nobody can legislate for that. But overall, in general terms, I think we've maybe touched on it at different times in the, in the podcast over the last year. You know, it's probably clear enough to see where one of Korean's problems lies, and that's conceding goals. I mean, whichever way you look at it, dress it up or whatever, the amount of goals that Korean have conceded this year is crazy. I'm looking at the league table, Johnny. Korean have conceded 55 league goals this year. I mean, I think there's only maybe three teams that have got a worse uh, scoring record, goals conceded record. I mean, that's... That's hard. That's a, see, when you see that there, it's like you can see where one of the problems lies. I know there are other problems too, but and I suppose one of the problems is that they haven't had a settled back four for a lot of the, the season, and that does help. But I mean, even so, that's a hell of a lot of goals to be conceding. Yeah, it is. You know, you look at the top six, the next mm. one is 33, and that's Crusaders. We've conceded more than Glenavon, more than Balmina. Um, we've conceded two less than Carrick but did they not get beat by the Crews was it eight or six one night six or seven maybe as well so um, yeah they're 100% um, too many goals conceded um, and again that comes down to, I think the lack of leadership probably more than anything else as well and you know Stevie's been out for a long time uh, Graham's been struggling um, Kieran Farr's probably been the only fit centre half probably throughout the whole season if, if we're being totally honest uh, London's maybe been playing a midfield. We've then lost Josh. You know, we defending comes from the front as well. That's not very really, easy. They probably pick on the on the, on the defenders as well. So they're too easy to pick on them. Sorry. So yeah, we, we defend from the front. But yeah, hundred percent. They've been far too many goals conceded, and it's not really like Corian as well. That's the thing. Mm. Um, it used to be. I know. I know. It's very easy to go back in time. Any team could go back in time when they're going well. But it used to be if we kept the clean sheet, we knew we were winning the game because somebody would have scored. And um, it just, just, I, it's just, yeah, I can see not a lot of goals. It's, it's, it's quite worrying. It is <laughs> okay. You know what? I, I usually don't really look at the league table much because I'm like just other stuff to do. But see, I'm just sitting watching it or looking at it. It's mad. Absolutely yeah. mad. It is, and like, and then you look at the goals for like, Palmy, I think it's only scored it 16, 17 goals. And it feels as if about 15 of them have been against us this season. So <laughs> it's just mad. Football's just a mad game. Um, and it's mad that it's just it's just, uh, it's just a mad game. We haven't probably been the best. I think we maybe only won one of the last is it, eight or nine games, yet we're still we're still basically, you know, we're, yes, we're bottom, yes, we're seventh now, but that's only a goal difference. So it just shows you how, I wouldn't say inconsistent, but how much them teams in around maybe from sixth to ninth are taking points off each other throughout the year. So yeah, it's a big, big fight now for, for the for, for the top six. And I think if you look at the fixtures, probably Carrick's, I think was it I read is probably the easier with mm-hmm. rotation marks on, on paper. So no, yeah, it'll be a, be a big fight now until until what the end of the end of March. I know it's a it's like you you look at the table again without going on too much about it, but you've got the top three there miles clear of like fourth, fifth. Like uh, Torn Crusaders, they're kind of limbo land there because they're not really going to challenge for the league. They're not going to go out of the bot or the top six. Um, but see that the the gap between those top three clubs and the rest is huge. Like Linfield or Lauren have won twenty games. Linfield have won twenty one games. Cliftonville have won twenty games, 
And then the next is Glen Torn with 13 wins. Corey in nine wins out of 28 games. Yeah, it shows there's maybe three or four leagues within the one league now. Mm. And, and you, I suppose you always expect that um, Lumfield and Lauren to kick on. You probably expected the Glens to kick on. And that's why, look, I have to give Cuthenball a lot of credit to where they're at. You know, they've, they've lost Levi Ives and Chris Gallagher recently, probably two of the most influential players, yet they're still up there com- competing as a, as a part-time club. And that's what Corey and were doing there for a while too. So, yeah, look, I, th- I think the bridge that gap is going to be very, very difficult. Um, Lauren and Lumfield, they, they don't concede many goals. Um, and Cliftonville too, to be fair to them. Um, but they just know how they how they score at the other end. And you know, I, I, when Lumfield has won each and Saturday, you just knew they were going to score. I, I didn't expect them to concede again, right enough. Um, but yeah, they just seem to have match winners in their team. And, and look, Lumfield are still. I still think they're they'll be up there as the team to beat nearly. I think you finish above Lumfield, you, you won the league. They're still in the Irish Cup and in the League Cup final. So. Um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of permutations um, between now and the, the end of the season. And even look at the bottom of the table too. Um, Murray probably would have two points from Balmain and Lockall. They, they probably would have won it there, won one of them. That's be perfectly honest. I think there's still five points now behind Balmain that haven't played the same well, game. So um, yeah, that's going to be interesting down there. And, and Dungannon, who looked like maybe being involved in that fight for 10th and 11th with, with Balmina for about maybe a month ago, we're now not too far away from the top six. So, <clears throat> just yeah, yeah it's, it's just a crazy, crazy league. Um, and yeah, yeah, you're right, probably Glint Horn and Crusaders are probably a bit in a limbo where they're not going to finish below fifth, I don't think. Um, but they're not going to finish any higher than fourth. So, then people probably scrap it out for, for fourth and fifth. Wouldn't that be a nice place to be? <laughs> That would make life just. Uh, we've been there the last couple of years where we know we're not really finished higher. Up, <laughs> to be fair, um, but um, yeah, look, it's, it's going to be a big fight for all them four or five teams between now and now and when the league splits. You, you mentioned earlier, not too long ago, about Cliftonville losing the likes of Levi Ives and, and Chris Gallagher. I think both went to to Larne. Um, well, I think what is noticeable is that. Clemville have lost a few players, a lot to learn. But what they seem to be able to do is to promote from within. They seem to have players that are able to step up. Like I think on Saturday, one of the guys in the press box was telling me that their back four, apart from Johnny Addis, I think most of them are like early 20s and some of them we hadn't really known much about. You know, maybe like Owen Casey prior to this year. Shea Kearney, maybe, for example, and that. And they do seem to have that happy knack of being able to bring players through without much fanfare. And, and they, that's a pretty good trait to have too, isn't it, for a club? Yeah, I think with, with Jim Jilton's probably underage role, was it with Northern Ireland for a while? I think that sort of helps and he has faith in them. And, and that's what he said. I think he was asked after the game and he says, look, I'll, I have confidence in them and it's up to them once they're in. It's decided to sink or swim. And... Yeah, look, I'd never heard of Shea Kearney um, or Sean Stewart. Obviously, it's came mm-hmm. from Norwich as well. So, um, and Oren Casey, I think he was maybe on loan at Newry last year for a while. Um, obviously, and he, he's he got a lot of experience from, from that. And he's came back. And then you look at Cliftonville, they've, they've loaned out the likes of Jamie Robinson as well this year and a couple of other young boys who are going to get more experience at a high level mm-hmm. when they come back. So, no, yeah, I think um, to their credit, um, they've definitely recruited well. They've, they've a lot of faith in young lads as well. Ben Wilson's still a young young man as well. Um, even think, I even think Rory Hill's not that old there. Maybe he's 27, 28. So. Uh, I think I'm around that. 
So yeah, look, they they definitely got players there. Um, for the next three or four years. Yes, look, like every team, they've got a few guys maybe on the other side of thirty, like Chris Curran and Drew Gormley. But the experience they have is is worth its weight in gold. And so yeah, they've probably got a nice balance there. Um, well, and to, and as you said, they, they lose the likes of Levi Ives and, and Chris Gallagher, two important players, but they still be up there competing as as testament. They. But obviously, like Shea Gordon came in. I thought Shea Gordon was very good for them on Saturday as well. So, no, yeah, they can they can definitely um bring in good 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 players. Yeah, it's going to be interesting over the next <clears throat> 10, 12 weeks, whatever whatever it is left, just to see how that uh, battle for the league goes because it is very interesting. You know, three points between the top three. It's it, it's uh it's uh it's going to be interesting, and I suppose whilst Korean aren't competing for the title or anything, they may still have a say in, in what happens. And coming along on Friday night, for example, they have a chance to have an impact on the league title race because Corian hosts Linfield on Friday night. I think it's BBC uh, streaming the game on Friday night, hence Friday night. Um, I mean, as you said earlier, Linfield at Glenavon, they took the lead, uh, were leading 2-1 into added time, and Glenavon got a draw at 2 each. Now, you did sort of hint at it, very on Linfield-like, isn't it? Normally, when Linfield go ahead like that, they close out the game, and I'm sure I wasn't at the game. Obviously, I think Stephen Crawford, or our colleague, was at the game, but I'm sure David Healy caught a frustrated figure at the end of that day. He's bound to have, yeah, he probably would have thought that when Darmic Breen scored a header, they were getting out there with, with three points. Um and look, Glenavon bit of soccer punch and Glavin done it to us as well, more of you, uh, with ten men a couple of months ago. So they yeah, we'll always have that never say die attitude. But like Cliffville, they've scored a lot of late goals too. So um yeah, I, th- I think the biggest credit I can give Linfield and David Healy is whenever they've a so called bad result or drop points, they always seem to bounce back. So that's not giving us much hope, but um, no, listen, I think uh, I've looked at our fixtures. We've Crusaders, Lauren and Lymphay, I think it's three of the last is it five or six, and if we pick up no points in them, we're not going to finish in the top six, let's be perfectly honest, so we're going to have to take a scalp off all of them, or if not two of them, I think the other two is Dungannon and Uri, I think the other two, so um, yeah, look, it's important that we pick up points so we can only really look after ourselves, and yep, it's going to be difficult, but um. We all are, I suppose, Nuri and Dungan have their own sort of objectives as well. So, yeah, um, I'm sure Linfield will, will be smarting um, in terms of not being able to go back to all the league. So, um, yeah, that's it's, it's going to be an interesting one. Yeah, they're, they're obviously going to be hurting from the Glenavon game. They want to keep jockeying for that top three. Probably not a good time to be playing Linfield on the back of what happened at Cliffinville last week for Korean beating 4-0 um, it's difficult isn't it because like you can see probably that confidence is very low at Korean is there any well, like, if Korean ha- hope to get some sort of positive result against Linfield on Friday night Johnny how do you see them getting it or how do they go about the game how do they have to approach the game to try to get something from it it's definitely going to be difficult and there's never a good time to play Lumfield because it's Lumfield and there's the expectation and demand more probably demand is there for them to win every game and especially whenever they're in a three horse race for, for, for the title they'll not want to drop any more points so I think for Korean it's probably trying to keep things tight at the back we've mentioned it there about the goals we can see that 
And we need to keep things tight, even if it's keep it tight for the first half and maybe try and have a go in the, in the second half. I don't know. I'm sure Warren and that will, will probably come up with a plan, but we can't afford to concede cheap goals. I think that's the that's mm. the thing, to be perfectly honest. And and you just hope that likes of Chevy and, and Connor and, and Jamie and maybe Glax if he's fit or anybody else, Jack Scott, anybody else at the other end, if, if a big chance comes their way, that they, that they can take it. Yeah, Last home game, Corian managed to get a, a sort of eighty ninth minute winner to, to beat Glenavon, and obviously they lost it away. But home form might be important, and under the lights on Friday night um, against Linfield, and, and you would hope that that can inspire the players. Yes, they haven't been on a great run, but they won their last home game. They'll have a bit of a spotlight on Friday night, so. You would like to think that will try and bring out the best in the players, and who knows? You know, as you say, keep it tight. Do not concede silly goals. And with the guys that you had mentioned there, we do have goal scoring threats: Jamie, Chevy, uh, Jamie Glax, Connor. There are potent. There is potential for goals there. So it's keep it tight back, and if we get one, and hopefully with the home advantage and a bit of a crowd they can get something from it. They, they desperately need something, don't they? Yeah, that would be a nice way to, to put it, keep it tight and, and maybe nick one and, and things like that. So, yeah, I think, um, I don't know if Dean Jarvis or Stevie Donald's going to be back um, as well. They'd be two big pluses they have, obviously, in the back four. So, yeah, look, I can't really argue with, with anything that you said there. I think the importance is, is really just not conceding silly goals, especially early on. You don't want them to have, have their tails up and, and you just hope at the other end with, with obviously, the goal scoring you know, guys that, that we have there in terms of GMA and, and Connor that maybe if a chance comes our way that 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 that, that, that they can take it. So yeah, look, it's not gonna be an easy one. Um, it never is against Linfield, no matter what form they're in. So um but yeah, look, I think with where the table's at and where we're at in the table and, and the game's literally running out thick and fast, we're gonna have to take a scalp somewhere. I know, and if you did happen to get the scalp and you did happen to get the three points conversely that could Act as a little bit of a springboard, yeah. Going into the latter half of the latter part of the season, yeah, hundred percent. And you know, you maybe just wonder, like I thought, I thought the performance on Saturday was okay, bar the goals, and you're just hoping if you can sort of tighten that up and keep the same level of performance, and maybe take one or two chances that come our way, then who, then who knows? And if you get a good result against Lumpen, you bounce <laughs> in your eye and get another good result there, maybe a couple of wins behind you, or even four points, wherever it may be, um, it'll help you. Try and get that sixth spot. I think you know, like Lock Gall are going well, Dungannon are going well, Glenavon and Carrick. So, yeah, it's not going to be easy. Um, but um, they never are. And again, look, those teams will, will have all our difficult games as well against teams with, with their own objectives. So, I could, you could literally go down to maybe the last game of split, and there could be three, four teams fighting out for sixth, which would be a bit, a wee bit mental. Not good for the old, the old mental health that day, but sure. Um, <coughs> Listen, it's it's just how it is what it is, and yeah, um, we just have to try and try our best to to get in that six spot. It's a, it's the hope that kills you, isn't it? It really is. Like when it comes to football, you always like think you know a, a a result here, a result there, and a good performance, and everything's you know, and it's a fine line, isn't it? <laughs> it's like you're always just hoping that there's one game that just provides a little bit of a spark that. So far this season, it's been very stop-start from a Korean point of view. Can you stop-start with everyone? 
both on and off the pitch. If you if you think about it, it's, that's probably how I would describe the season. Stop start. One good result, maybe not so many good results. Maybe a wee bit of development happening, then it doesn't happen. It's just honestly, it's Damien. It's just that's just how it. That's just how it's felt all season. Just stop start. I think that's the most perfect way of putting it. It, it, it hasn't been a good season, right? You just mentioned there, like it's off the off the field as well. So we, we 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 we've got to talk about what's happening there as well because Saturday we were away to Clifford, but on Monday, um, Coriam welcomed a, a very important a VIP visitor to the showgrounds. Um, the right honourable Hilary Ben, he is the current um, shadow secretary of state for Northern Ireland. So. He visited the Korean showgrounds on Monday morning. And I think, Johnny, maybe he spent two hours um, going around the, the ground and, and chatting to the chairman, uh, all our various parties within the, the club as well. And then he spoke to the, the waiting media for a few moments as well. Um, I mean, despite what's happening on the pitch, Johnny, where it has been a little bit mixed, let's be honest. I don't think you can fault the guys behind the scenes that are trying to improve the facilities at the ground or try to improve the product or whatever it is. You know, you have a number of people there like Bobby Farn and David Boyd are working diligently behind the scenes. Um, they had Lord Rogan um, visiting the ground previously and then to have the shadow secretary of state to get him for a couple of hours. But that's pretty good. Like that's, that's pretty impressive drawing in people like that, trying to argue Korean's case for more investment, et cetera, et cetera. And credit to those people for, for, for managing that. I think the big thing is that what the club wants to do is a, is a dream for Korean and, and, the, and the community that like we want to have the best facilities and, and if you have the best facilities, people will come to them. There's no doubt about it. You know, you look at Windsor, they redeveloped the ground, they about 18,000. They probably could add another couple of thousand onto that as well. So why not reach and, and aim for the stars? And and yeah, I think big credit to, to Bobby and, 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 and Davey for all their hard work. And then I think Barry White behind the scenes as well is, is obviously doing a good job. So credit to him too. And and yeah, so they obviously bring Hillary Ben over as, as a big coup and helps, you know, keep the momentum going. And big lump of a lad he could have played centre half no problem hey or, <laughs> or a target man up front um, but no listen I think I think it's a very easy thing to say oh, yes obviously he was welcome and then chat away but he genuinely did have a vested interest in what he was hearing and he really really did do his homework before coming and, and I do mean that and he was asking but people know politics isn't my cup of tea to be honest but he was asking you know separate questions and terms of what Corian needs and, and everyone else and I know Claire Sugden MLA was there and Gregory Campbell MP was there and um there's people from Sinn Fein Alliance DUP so it was all cross community support which is which is what you want and it's brilliant and and yeah look I, th I think as, as we said it before on on here you know if we can get better facilities um it'll just enhance Corian the whole community not even the first team not even the club but just the entirety of Corian and I know they've got a four hundred thousand pound fund for a back pitch, and I know the toilet block will be ready. I think for for tomorrow night's game as well. So just little things like that that can can only help and bring more families under the ground and and things like that. So no, yeah, and I think Bobby's work behind the scenes. They bring a couple more people, um, who I don't think it's fair probably to name just in case it doesn't fall through follow through. But 
Um, yeah, I just think um, it just helps keep the momentum going. And so, yeah, fingers crossed that all the hard work and, and everything else that, that's going on behind the scenes will, 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 will pay off. Yeah, I mean, the, the calibre of those people that have visited, and I think there was a Labour MP, Antonio, was there, visited the showgrounds last year as well for a meeting as well. And when you look at it, like, those people coming to the ground and having time spent with the officials of the club, like in many regards, in that regard particularly, Korean could be the envy of other Irish league clubs who maybe don't have access to those in the corridors of power that Korean currently have. And, and you mentioned them there, Barry White, and I know Barry's a, a keen listener of the podcast, so hello, Barry, if you're listening. Um, but he's, he's instrumental too, and, and you know, while politics isn't maybe your game, it's most certainly Barry's game and he's very good at it. And people like that do a lot of work behind the scenes and don't ever get a lot of credit, uh, which is probably the way he wants it, to be fair. But it shouldn't be overlooked that he's able to facilitate these visits, which all add up in the in the general scheme of things. If you have a Lord Rogan in the House of Lords and you have the Hillary Benn in the House of uh, House of Commons, all aware of Korean and all sort of knowing what they're looking for. It cannot do any harm when it comes to giving out money. I think Barry's worth his weight in gold, um, to be fair. And if I was him, I'd be looking at a consultancy fee. So Barry, <laughs> Barry get the checkbook, um, get the checkbook signed. Um, but no, listen, um, yeah, look, I think the work that's gone on between all the guys uh, in terms of the development committee um, deserve a lot of credit, um, no matter how big or small it is. And so, no, yeah, I think um, it would just be nice to see all our hard work rewarded with, with maybe, you know, well, it's some regional funding. I know um, the community's minister um, was, was on the home last night and, and stuff about chatting about casement and everything, but he's he wants to leave a football legacy behind too after Euro 2028 as well. So, and the sub regional fund that goes 36.2 million was that in 2011. That's 13 years ago. You need to add on probably another 36 million onto that with the with the chart with the costs and everything. And I know money's the biggest storms when they've been back a couple of weeks and they're telling about childcare, potholes, revenue raising, you name it. So, uh, where the money's coming from, I, I don't really know. Leveling up, now there is a storm executive at Northern Ireland should be, well, it has to be obviously involved in the next round of leveling up. So, yeah, fingers crossed that one of them two avenues or revenue streams becomes available very, very soon and, and Korean are, are listed. Yeah, on the levelling up, I think Hilary Benn did mention that he, I think he was going to table a question. Yeah in the House of Commons in regard to what was going to happen with the levelling up fund. And obviously, as you said, he had done his homework on Korean and he knew that they were in for a, 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 a portion of that money. So again, you know, he's going back to Parliament knowing that Korean are in for it. He's going to ask a question about levelling up fund and if the uh, Conservative Party give any intimation that they're going to release some more money, then Hillary Benn will know that Korean want a share of it and again that cannot do you any harm when you have can't, that can't do any harm if, if the guy no. that prestige is asking and i suppose as well it sort of gives an inkling or a bit more information or a bit bit of a better timeline i suppose um of, of when that money might 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 be released so yeah look it's probably again the most frustrating thing is probably just a waiting game and and try and figure out but i think obviously with, with being involved in a couple of rounds of leveling up i think it is and i think all the 
paperwork and stuff's been done and the business case and stuff, I think it's been tailored and everyone else. And I mean, listen to Bobby and David speaking, they may as well be chatting Dutch or something because I can't work out what they're saying, but they sound very articulate and intelligent. So, uh, them guys are, are definitely um definitely on the ball and they've been involved with Kingspan and GAA and different things like that. So um I think you could have you could have worse boys I suppose behind the scenes helping you. So yeah, I'll, I'll leave I'll leave all the nitty gritty and all the finer details they 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 the guys like that they 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 sort out for sure. Yeah, those guys know their onions, that's for sure. We'll 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 let them go. But also uh like during the Hillary Ben visit on Monday, then we we sort of took the opportunity to grab the chairman, Korean chairman Colin McKendry, just to ask him, uh, I suppose on the record what the latest is with the proposed takeover of the club. Um, I mean it's much discussed. It's been in the background all season. What's been happening? Uh, as most people are aware, there's the proposal from the the two london based businessmen investors I, i'm not sure what way one could describe them but that's been running along in the background all season uh so we we did take the opportunity to try and ask colin what the latest is because obviously when there's a vacuum of information that you know there's sometimes there's rumors start or whatever the case speculation whatever um so we did ask colin and, and i think we had the story in the chronicle i think you also had it on the website korea website in the newsletter as well um and i think the gist of it from memory now uh was that colin was saying that the completion of that deal in his opinion feels very close i think he said most of the Paperwork legalities has been done. Um, it's not completely finished yet, but he was saying it's close to completion. Um, would that be your impression too, Johnny? Yeah, well, I think if the chairman's saying that, it has to be sort of, sort of accurate, you know. And I think, um, yeah, he said it was taken was very close. I think all the paperwork was done there in maybe, and it's all up to the friends. I think and whatever, and maybe Patrick and Ronald. I I genuinely. I don't know very much about it, and again, I mean that. So, um, I think there's been a non-exclusivity agreement put in place. So, I think maybe chatting about it's probably hasn't been probably. He probably can't. Probably Colin can't really speak too much about it, mm. other than just saying if it was close or not. So, um, yeah. Look, I think there was also another um second interested party from from Canada. Um and again, Colin can't win to that because of that exclusive agreement. Um, I done a bit of homework, done a bit of research, a bit of investigative journalism, as I call Ew. it. And, uh, <laughs> I found out who it is and I phoned him, Will Cromack from from Canada. What are you, sorry? What do you call him? Will Cromack. Okay. Um, for the for the, he's in he's interested in two clubs in Canada. I think he's founded them and started them and built them up. So I had a chat with him and. He said he's interested in acquiring an Irish League club, and he did confirm that he was interested in party in Korean. So, yeah, look, it's, it's hard because Korean obviously can't comment on that. So, um, yeah, it's one of them things where look, I've the board and and the friends are all they're working hard at behind the scenes and whatever deal suits them, what they obviously go for. So, um, yeah, I think it's just one of the things that seems that it's gone on forever. <laughs> And it's probably is one of them things that seems to be one forever because obviously you're you're signing over a club and money and, and everyone else so and people have jobs and their lives as well outside. Mm -hmm. So um yeah, um 
interesting to see the figures and whatever happens and and whoever takes over and whatever happens. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a waiting game probably and, and see what happens. Yeah, well, fair play to you for 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 uh getting in touch with a Canadian proposed investor. Uh, I don't think anybody else has actually spoken to him or or done much on him. Uh, so credit to you for for doing that, Johnny. But as you say, I think Korean had a um, exclusivity deal with uh, the two original investors. Um. So it seems to me, again, I am not privy to the ins and outs of it. Obviously, I'm not involved in that. Um, It seems to me that there's a bit of of a hiatus at the moment where Patrick and Randall's offers there and there's a post-Canadian one there and uh, just don't know where we're at. That's me looking from the outside, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think as well, obviously, the report's coming out in, in one of the other papers as well. I think it's maybe cast a bit of doubt in things as well. And, but yes, look, I, th- I think it's just one of them things that you probably, the club can't really comment too much on it. Mm. That exclusive agreement, I know. So, you know, you could hear this and hear that, but you're never really going to get it confirmed. And I suppose Colin mentioned that to us on, on Monday is probably the, the most clarification we probably had, I suppose. Um. If he says it's close, well, then it must be close to being completed. So, um, yeah, it's one of them things where waiting game until I have to probably announce something or, or things like that. So, yeah, it's it's, it's just a waiting game and to see what happens. It is a waiting game and it is a frustrating waiting game for fans, isn't it? Because obviously you and I both get it. You know, if you're out and about, you know, people ask you what's happening, what's happening with the takeover. Like, and to be fair, you know, we don't know an awful lot more either because we're not privy to high-powered information or decisions either. Um, but from what Colin said, it maybe looks like things are starting to fall into place and it may be a case that in another four weeks and months' time, we may know better. Um, and I suppose, given the nature of businesses and takeovers and stuff I guess there's legalities there's like things that happen in private that you can't you know talk about in in, in the public as it were um so you have to give people time but listen we'll see I think three or four weeks a month's time we might know a lot better and we'll be in a better position to talk about it then and, and what that obviously means so um but as I say Johnny it, it, it has it's been a busy week on and off, isn't it? And you know, you say you toilet block. I think there's also another new part opening tomorrow night as well, isn't there? You know something about that? Yeah. So um, by the time the podcast is out, there could be a release from the club. Basically, there's a new OAP section for over seventy-five um, age supporters who are season ticket holders. So there's like a new wee block in for them in the night of the cold, so keep them warm and. I think there's been a lot of local businesses like the right price and homemakers and skyline windows and basil night and a couple of hardworking fellas behind the scenes and Stanley McCartan and Chris Gray and so I think they've all been working hard so keep them warm during the during the winter months and that means they can maybe give their opinion um to each other and maybe good or bad about it but no I think that sort of thing's good um it keeps that sort of 
gener without being derogatory, keeps that generation of supporters maybe together and they know each other and they can have a bit of a chat and a laugh and a cup of tea and, and stuff like that. So yeah, listen, they've been all them guys, I'm sure, have been supporters all their lives, probably for for as long as you've been alive, Damien. So uh, no, no, not not quite. No, come on. <laughs> <laughs> quite. Um, no, listen, I think sort of them sort of things are always nice and, and good, and and so yeah, interesting to see um what it looks like um, tomorrow. Yeah, th- listen, that's a nice touch as well, isn't it? And you know, I know people and and we, everybody being human that we are, we're all quick to criticise. So it's nice and to give credit, as you said, some of the people involved in it. It's nice for you to give them credit because. It is a nice thought, and I know we're all quick to criticise, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, when something good happens, it's uh, just right that we acknowledge it and, and and credit the people for doing that. So good, good for them. Um. So yes, Friday night, back to Friday. We'll finish kind of where we where we come in Friday night. Um. Who who's who's the special guest? Any special guest returning for that game? Yeah, where's Lamont going to be returning? So um. Well, I think was it played maybe late 90s for Korean, so I was just about born by then. So, unfortunately, I don't remember him, but dad will remember him. I'm sure you'll that makes that that makes me feel old. So, I'm sure you remember him, but I think the stories that I've heard and stuff like that. And I think, well, I think he's well, it'll be, be a good special guest. And just when you think about it, we must we must try and get him on here actually. Yeah, I will slip on a pint tomorrow and tell him that he's to come on the podcast. So, no, that's the thing, he played for the Blues as well. And, and it's another good initiative by the club, and I know Frankie Moffat works hard behind the scenes to get a few people back. And, and listen, those people were good servants to the club, so it's always nice to, to see them back, and I, think, I think they appreciate it as well. Yeah, I think fair fair to say, and I think probably the best word that you can use to describe Wes's character. I know it's yeah. a an often used phrase, but he certainly was a character in the Irish league. Yeah, so we're here, and and yeah, so interesting to see if we can. I must get a chat. I've asked Frankie if I can get him <laughs> tomorrow, see if I can get him on the podcast at some at some stage, and I'm sure that'll be really appealing to probably mm-hmm. a certain generation of Korean supporters. If that's if that's the right way of putting it, so no, yeah, fingers crossed that um, we can win him over and 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 and, and get him on. <laughs> I think. Am I right in thinking? Is he an uncle of Chevy? Is that right? Yes. <laughs> yes, there is a family. I think it is. I think he is an uncle. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. I think he is. So um it'll be taking Matthew's performance to, um to, to tomorrow night. Yeah, it'll be uh, an interesting night for Wes, but I'm sure he'll be holding court in his usual customary fashion tomorrow night. They'll be loving it as well, uh, if I know Wes. So good luck to him. Um Johnny, I think that about wraps it all up. As I said to you earlier, it's been a busy one on and off the field. Um Nothing else happening or running else. That's pretty much all bases covered, isn't it? Yeah, I know as soon as I go off this podcast, I'll forget. Yeah. Um, I know with a couple of young lads, um, Sennon and and Alfie Friars are in a under-17 international camp um, for Northern Ireland for their elite fixtures in March. And I know four of the other lads, they were in standby. And Sam McClintock, Mikey Harkin, Alfie Gaston and Matthew Burns, who all full credit to them and Good. everything goes well for him. That's good. I mean, th- those are the future, the next generation, and I I know they are very young. And Oren has talked this year with the injuries that he's had. He's maybe had to put some of those guys in earlier than he would have liked to have. 
Well, it's 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 very encouraging. You've got Senan, Alfie, Sam McClintock, Matthew Burns, etc. You know, there's there's great work happening there, and with the right timing, you can drop those players in and help them develop their careers. But you don't want to be throwing them in too soon either, because that kind of works in the negative way, doesn't it? You don't yeah, want to be throwing them in too early. Yeah, it does, and you only have to look at the twenties as well. I know they're second in the league now; they're a point behind Linfield, but the four games in hand. So, um, fingers crossed that they can. No, not putting any pressure, but fingers crossed they can keep that going. And I think they're home to Cliftonville on Monday night, so hopefully they get a wee bit of crowd down for them. Look, they're they're going. That'll be that'll be that'll be a good game to go yeah, to. Yeah, they're going well. So any <laughs> obviously any any support um, will be great. Mm. You see that? I think I might even go to do that on Monday night. Mm. If I'm off work and. I have a bit of support to them because obviously look, they're they're flying well at the top league. Murray's a good lad, a lot of good young lads there too, a lot of local boys. So mm-hmm. um, big shout out to them and, and any support for them would be would be would be appreciated. Yeah. That's one for the diary there, folks. Monday night, home Korean under twenties against Cliftonville. So um as Johnny said, they, they always value the support as well. So good for them. Guys, that uh, that just about wraps it up. Um uh, as we said, it's been a hectic old week on and off pitch. Hopefully things with the proposed takeover continue uh, a pace behind the scenes and we maybe have more news in the, in the next week or two. But basically, and really until then, <clears throat> all focus will be on matters on the pitch uh, on Friday night, um, live, as I said, or live streaming on the BBC. So for our podcast listeners across the globe, as it were, across the water, across the globe, we'll be able to watch on. Um, and hopefully, Johnny, hopefully, we can put on some kind of a performance and keep ourselves in the game and yeah. just try and give ourselves a chance. Fingers, fingers crossed, Damien. Um, yeah, it'd be good to, good to see a good crowd on the showgrounds and, and fingers crossed that we can we can get something from it. Yeah. yeah, a good positive note on which to end. So, listen, until next time, uh, thank you to Johnny. Thank you to The Lodge Hotel for their continuing kind sponsorship of the podcast. Um, and keep listening and all your feedback is always uh, warmly welcomed. Um, so, until next weekend, on the Bounce Hunters. <laughs>